Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the post-Super Bowl edition of the Believe in Bingo podcast right here on Valley Sports Ohio. I am Solomon Wilcox, and my very special guest today is none other than Jeff Hobson, a senior writer with Bengals.com. He covers the Cincinnati Bengals on the daily. Uh, Jeff, how are you doing today? Golly, great, great to see you back in Cincinnati. Good to be back in Cincinnati. Thank, thanks for having me on. Yeah, we got to see you in Las Vegas uh, at Super Bowl 58. And I can tell you brought back some of that Frank Sinatra swag with you. I'm loving the Paul Brown fedora. Uh, lovely hat you got there. That, thank you. Kenny Anderson saw me with one yesterday and obviously ripped me. Uh, no, I'm not trying to be like Paul Brown. I'm just trying to honor honor Paul Brown as well as, as you said, Vegas was uh, – so they, 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 they know this hat out in Vegas because of Frank. So That's right. I thought That's it was right. a good week to wear it between Paul and Frank, two, two gigantic icons. Two I there's no doubt. Um, and uh, look, Las Vegas was the perfect setting for Super Bowl 58. I, you and I can remember a time when the NFL would go nowhere near uh, Sin, Sin City. But right I, now, um, Las Vegas is sort of the intersection between entertainment and sports. We saw everyone on Radio Row. You had a presence there. I broadcast my Sirius XM NFL radio show live from uh, Radio Row in Las Vegas at Mandalay Bay every single morning. It was quite a spectacle. In fact, over 200 million viewers around the world watched Super Bowl 58 between the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. It was the largest um, audience, uh, the most watched um, program in television history and the most watched of any Super Bowl in NFL history. What do you think? I mean, I wonder how many listeners were listening to you guys during the week because uh, you you guys were churning it back there. Uh, there, were, <laughs> there were personalities going through. I was just waiting. To, I was trying to get your leftovers because you guys were really <laughs> – you guys were grinding it. But, I mean, this is – but, you know, Saul, you hit it right in the head. I mean, this is uh, – and I thought about it as I looked at the score of the regulation. And you know what the score was in regulation, at the end of regulation? 1919. That's right. And – can you imagine anybody who has read about 1919 or maybe even had lived through it? <laughs> could you ever have imagined there being the, uh, the biggest sporting event in the world being held in Las Vegas? It was just, uh, yeah. it was really a lot to, there was a really a lot to soak in. And then you, and then it was just a, whether it was 1919 or 2019, what a terrific game it was. I mean, that was, uh, yeah. that was about as good as it gets. Bet online remains your top spot for all of your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, NHL are all in full swing. Bet online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code Believe. That's B L E A V for fifty percent off your first deposit that is a 50 percent welcome bonus bet online where the game starts the game it was tight early and then it got really good as we went into the fourth quarter of the game uh and then it would go into overtime where that would add to the storylines but in the end um it's a dynasty right 
The Kansas City Chiefs punched their ticket to become a dynasty. Um, They become the ninth team in NFL history to repeat as a Super Bowl, as a Super Bowl champion. We had a lot of repeat champions before we were playing Super Bowl in the National Football League. So I don't want to dismiss any of those teams like the Detroit Lions in the 50. They won back-to-back. People should know the Green Bay Packers have had a three-peat twice in franchise history in the 1920s. And then remember in 1965, they won an NFL championship. And then in 66 and 67, they won the first two Super Bowls back-to-back. But if you throw in that championship, they actually won three in a row. Right. No, I, I, and that's exactly right. I think you have to, uh, you have to go beyond back to back. You know, I think you got to go five, six, seven years like those yeah. Packers did in the sixties. Yeah. So three out of five, that should do it. That should you do know, it. that, yeah. that, that doesn't, you know, New England did it a couple of times, right? New England did it yeah. twice, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Three out of five, three out of six. Yeah. Um, yeah. To me, five, six, seven year period. You win, you win three, you know, I'm not saying anybody can win two, but it's something magical. It's something magical about three. Oh, so, because it's so rare. It's yeah. never been done before during the modern era. Right. In the 58 years since they've been playing Super Bowls, no team has won three Super Bowls in a row. But uh, I went back and checked the NFL records twice. The Green Bay Packers under Curly Lambeau, they yeah. won three in a row. And under right. a guy by the name of Vince Lombardi, who the trophy is named after, they won right. three in a row in 65, 66, and 67. So Last team I'm, to do it, right? So last, that's the last team, team to, do, to do it, right? To do a three-peat. I'm not yeah. one of those guys that say, oh, that happened before I was born and act like it never happened, Butch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, exactly. And it was just as hard then, back then, too. Don't let them kid you. That's right. Maybe even harder because there were fewer teams and fewer players. That's right. Fewer players. And and the teams didn't get the change. I, you had your team and it was set. There was no free agency. Oh, by the way, there was no salary cap. Wink, wink. Because yeah. they act like there was a salary cap. Right, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. The owners are always going to do that. That's right. Let's talk about our Cincinnati Bengals. And I got to start by bringing up the name of one T. Higgins. His name for the second year in a row was a buzz around the National Football League on Radio Row at the Super Bowl. T. Higgins seemed to be the most talked about player uh, even before free agency. Why is that? And what are your thoughts about him or at least the potential of him hitting the free agent market this offseason? I would say he's probably the highest profile free agent and he's the best free agent that's out there. I think that's probably why. And I think also... He's viewed with Jamar and Joe Burrow. You know, they're this kind of inseparable trio, you know. So, uh, oh, my God, are they going to break up? I mean, I couldn't see him breaking up this year. You know, there's too many – they've got too many tools to be able to keep him. So, um, you know, obviously the franchise tag coming to mind. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, but it's it's interesting – because I because I did a story out there, Solly, and you were you helped me with it. Thank you. But the pundits are high on our Bengals. They yes. uh, the pundits uh, are are uh, and I think what Jake Browning did uh, in Burrow's stead helped raised uh, raised their stock even more. Yeah. And they did it with guys like Higgins, even though Higgins was hurt and he had his worst year production wise. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, Higgins, Chase, Burrow, they're very, they're held very much in high esteem. And if we're talking about Mahomes, we got to say the only active guy that's beaten Burrow, uh, that's beaten Mahomes three times is Joe Burrow. No, and uh, with the with yeah. the big help of T Higgins in that AFC champ, how you remember how big T was in that AFC championship game? T Higgins comes up big uh, whenever Jamar Chase can't go or he's injured or nicked up, and they they look at T and they ask him to be the number one. He is uh, he's batting a thousand. He every yeah. single time yeah. when he's asked to be the guy, he has proven time and time again that he's the guy. And then when Jamar Chase comes back, what I love about T. Higgins is he's never whining about not getting the ball. He's never complaining what his numbers could be if they he, – he just recedes back to his role quietly like a true professional. Um, I can't say enough about him as a young man with how he carries himself in, in both situations. Yeah, I think both guys are, are, are really great that way, but particularly yeah. T. And I, and just look, remember what he said when he got drafted by the Bengals. Who was his idol growing up? It was A.J. Green. And not only for being tall and talented and being able to high point, but it was the way, I think it was the way he carried himself, too, because I think probably T probably saw there's a lot there's a lot of similarities there in their personality. Yeah. You know, they're not um, – T's probably a little more, given the era that he lives in, yeah. he's probably a little bit more high profile, maybe a little bit more – maybe a little bit more uh, charismatic mm. than AJ, but it's still the, the quiet, the quiet professional, you know, the guy who just, the guy who uh, uh, quietly does his thing. And, you know, it wasn't too long ago where if you were a big time wide receiver, which, you know, which he obviously is a two time 1000 yard receiver that automatically, that automatically meant you were a diva. Well, no. That's that's not the case with the AJ Greens and the T Higgins, and I would dare say, yeah. you know, sometimes Jamar uh, will get thing, will say something to get other guys going, but Jamar Chase is no diva either, no. you know. No. And uh, I think that I think they play off each other, you know. They blend so well together, um, and and Jamar is a guy that's got enough swag uh, to be a real phenomenal leader. He speaks up for the team when he needs to speak up for the team. He yeah. doesn't. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't leave a bunch of debris in his wake. You know, he say what he has to say, but right. You know, he's he's here to heal, not to do damage. And uh, you got to yeah. love him for that. Look, T. Higgins, um, franchise tag carries with it twenty-one million dollar guaranteed contract for twenty twenty-four. Um, the long-term projection is about seventy-eight to eighty million dollars a year, which will play him about um, twenty-two mil per year which is why that tag number is where it is. What what happens in 2024? What's your, your best guess? Uh, does he leave and hit the market, or will the Bengals use that franchise tag to, to at least buy themselves time for one more year? Well, you know, I just look at their history, you know, and uh, they haven't batted an eye. Uh, you know, they, they franchised A.J. Green at the end of his career. Uh, they've, uh, you know, they franchised Jesse Bates. Yeah. Uh, who is at the same stage of his contract that T is now? Uh, you know, they've uh, they've tagged guys down through the years, and they've also and they and they've ended up coming to a deal with them later. So I just it's it's hard for me to see them uh, letting go T Higgins, you know. And uh, whether you know you, you, your gut would say the franchise, who knows? But uh, like I say, 
Jamar and T are so are so viewed as inseparable. And I get back to the thing about how they're the they're the non diva couple. You know, they're yeah. they're so good for the room. They're so good for the team. I tell you, Jamar Chase is one of the smartest. I mean, he, Dr. Jamar Chase about football. He's uh he's about as smart as it gets. You know, and that. uh, that's a nice little corner over there. T Higgins, Jamar Chase, and uh, they're in the locker room. They dress almost side by side. Yeah. So you know, it's in twenty twenty four. Behind breaking those guys up, Solly. Yeah, I think it'd be hard. Hey, look, I love what Duke Tobin has to say about it. He's not in the habit of making other teams better. Yeah. <laughs> He's about keeping his best players, and you use whatever levers you can to keep uh, your best players. Obviously, Brian Callahan, our former offensive coordinator, is now the head coach with the Tennessee Titans, uh, the home state for T. Higgins from Oak yeah. Ridge, Tennessee. Uh, I could, they're going to have to wait a year at least, right? <laughs> I would think, like I say, you know, I, you know, I, I, uh, T battled through injuries. I thought he had a really good year yeah. for, you know, for playing, for playing hurt as he yeah. did. Yeah. So, you know, I think he comes out, uh, I think he's going to have a big year this year. So I think the Bengals would like, would rather see them do it for him than anybody else. Now, does that mean, could they tag him and trade him? You know, that's always, that's always an option, but that's really not, not this team's style. You know, this team is uh, very focused down here on, uh, you know, they they know they've got a shot at winning this thing. Yeah, they got you know? a window. Think about window. the last, think about the last two, you know, the two years before this, you know, uh, they're, they're probably a Logan Wilson flag away, very debatable penalty from winning the whole thing. And then, you know, they're a bad punt away from getting back to the Super Bowl. This team's right. close. This right. team's close, so it'd be you know it'd be hard for me to see them uh, trying. You know, I I, I think they're going to try and keep as much as intact as they can. Well, let's talk about that. The expected uh, free agents or guys that we expect uh, that will hit the market. We already had a conversation about T. Higgins, um, but Tyler Boyd, D.J. Reed, um, Chitabaya Wuzie. That would just crush me to see him leave and hit yeah. the market. Um, there are two top tight ends, Tanner Hudson and Irv Smith Jr., Jonah Williams and Jake Browning. I mean, all of those names, you could argue the Bengals might make a play to keep them. But yeah. um, that with, with the way that the salary cap is flowing and the priorities, what do you see happening there? If any of those guys that you could see returning, who would it be? Well, that's why I say you got to keep everything on the table, and that includes T. Because yeah. you know you're not. I think they're kind of deciding what to do, which which way you know they got different ways to go. So I think that will will know exactly what they're going to do in the next week or two when they have to make those decisions. Uh, a guy like Browning, they already have. They got exclusive rights, right? Yeah. They're not going to lose him. So we know he's coming back as the backup. You know, after that, I think you're just going to see this team. This team's going to look different. It's yeah. uh, you know th that's why I say they're going to try to keep as much intact as they can but they're also there's only so much you can do you know okay say okay just say for uh hypothetical sake they tag higgins okay well then how do you and you got burrow on the big deal right so now uh can you resign a jonah williams you know well you're playing the left tackle uh probably what jonah's going to get on the open market probably so that would seem to be a tough guy to have to keep you know somebody's going to offer DJ Reader a huge deal. 
Yeah. Are they going to be able to keep that in the in the uh, with with you know? I mean, we said when they signed Burrow, the days of the big free agents are are are, are dead. You know, they're gone. That's right. From other yeah. teams, and you're also going to have to you know, can you keep a big ticket free agent like DJ Reader? You know, you know, or or do you have, or do you have to you know, or do you have to tack it through the draft and keep and keep filling? Uh, keep filling in the drafts. Now, I think those obviously that you know they love to get DJ Reader back. His situation, you know, his situation. He's coming off surgery. They'd love to get the guy back. You know, I could, yeah, um, I can see of these players I just mentioned, and and this is one that might surprise a lot of people if they can get the right number done. The Tanner Hudson play, he developed into becoming a real favorite for Joe Burrow. It yeah. seemed like to me. And with yeah. that said, um, given that I don't think the numbers would have to break the bank to retain right. his services, I, I could see a deal possibly getting done there. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think Hudson is uh, I, I, high for me to see Hudson get away. Um, he did so, you know, he did so well here. Obviously, he's got a really good connection with Joe uh, that you saw as far back as, you know, training camp, you know. Yeah. So I, 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 I think he's a guy that's around. Browning's a guy that's around. You know, I think Cheeto is an interesting situation. Um, yeah. But, you know, he's a, you know, when he got hurt, he was a Pro Bowl cornerback. He sure you was. Know? That's right. Just That's right. just a terrific guy, a terrific Lovely. guy for the room. A really leader. One of those guys who, with Hilton, yeah. when 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 Von Bell left, Awuzier and Mike Hilton were the guys that stepped up in the leadership of the room and were watching film on the off days on Tuesday. So you don't want to lose that guy either. Now, what's his situation? He's coming off a, you know, he's coming off a tough year where he had where he had some injuries. Mm-hmm. Still coming back from the ACL, you know, he's going to be he's going to be you know, people are going to come after him, and yeah. Reader, despite their injury situation. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and 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 but of course, you know, and, and the whole thing is, and uh, I was talking to Andrew Whitworth about this, and about, for that same story I talked with you about about how. You know they got to hit the draft. You know they got to hit the draft side of the park. You know it's like Duke Tobin said uh, uh, when I asked him about it. Yeah, well, oh yeah, no, it doesn't. Yeah, the drafts are still important. You know, but it's not like we're uh, you know gonna we're lollygagging through the. You know, the drafts are still important, and it's true. But they're just they're they're really important now because it's it's what you got. If you if you can't resign an Awuze or you can't resign a Rita, you have to get them. You have to get them out of the draft, and it's uh, just yeah. because of where the where where they are with the cap and these and these major players. How big in twenty twenty four is Andre Yosivas in his second season? Considering if we do bring back a T Higgins, you got a Jamar Chase. Looks like uh, Tyler Boyd might end up on someone else's roster. Uh, yeah. How big uh, with Andre Yosivas? be in terms of the what they expect in the future or is wide receiver still in play uh at the top of the 2024 draft you know i just i i, I think uh i think they're obviously looking there but i think yoshi i think uh yoshi proved i think that he's more than a number four that's right you know i think that's he right. proved that he can be a that he can he contributed as a three yeah i i would think i yeah. you know i'd like to get your opinion on that mm-hmm. but Obviously, they need depth there. I think Irwin is, and I know Irwin's a guy that you like. I like him I too. I like Irwin. Yeah, I um, like Trenton Irwin, no doubt. Yeah, and I and I think he's a he's been a good performer for them. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I do do think they're probably going to do a little bit of work there when it comes to depth, because yeah. I do think they have to figure out um, if they lose Boyd, how do they how do they attack the slot? You know, and uh, I think uh, you know I think he'd like some depth there. I mean, uh, uh, Chris Sims said this too. You know, um, it's not you know it's like receivers as opposed to five years ago. Receivers are out there. You know, they're on trees. You can grab a guy. You know, you can grab a fifth rounder like the uh, like the Los Angeles Rams did and came out pretty well. That's so exciting. I think at any point in the draft they could take a receiver who may be a big contributor for them. So yeah, you know, I think. Uh, you think I I don't think we're there yet where you got to go back to the top of the draft because I think you get some things you have to dig out there at the top of the draft. I I'm thinking about tackle, I'm thinking about defensive tackle. Yeah. You know, thinking about uh, depth at depth at safety. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, there's there's things to look up uh, early. I th- I think before receiver. Well, I like those uh, offense and defensive tackle. Um, some depth at wide receiver, depth at safety. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do at the running back position as well. Um, yeah. Lastly, I will say this. I think the Cincinnati Bengals, given the way that Jamar Chase now is ready to take over this league, play him at slot. He's, he's better than Cooper Cup. He's better yeah. than Puka Nakua. But as the slot receiver, you can move him around and get him the ball so easy, much easier to help in coverage it's much easier to get him the ball just on little bitty um, wide receiver screens because he's such a good runner. He's a strong-bodied runner with the ball in his hand. You'll see his um, completion rate go up exponentially if you play him in the slot. And I think from a football IQ perspective, he's more than ready. And then you can put Yoshi and Higgins on the outside. I, I do think with Tyler Boyd moving on, as much as I hate to see Tyler go because I absolutely love him, the next slot receiver um, where that's going to carry a, a huge load uh, within the offense, it would be for me, Jamar Chase. I think it's, I think you do that. I think his production goes up and you and I both know if you're writing the big check, you're going to get, remember the Rams game. It came out that night. He played all over the place. Yeah. And I think, I think that becomes the example of what you see week in and week out with Jamar Chase. Yeah. And I, and, and, Spolly, do you think that number 80, Yoshevich, do you think he can contribute pretty consistently as maybe a starter out, out there on the outside? I think or, he or deserves the opportunity to try. I think that yeah. he deserves the opportunity to see. Yeah. Think about, look, he's a decathlete, yeah. right? And, yeah, it was at Princeton, but I always say this. It ain't about where you play. It's about how you play. Yeah, he, right. he, com- he competes. He yeah. competes. Yeah. And because he's a competitor, He'll win. Year number two, the kid's going to be much better than than right. what you saw year number one, and he came in tearing it up. Uh, yeah. Think about how he had he played a lot with Burrow in that situation. So there's still some hurdles to yeah. overcome here, but um, I don't think you have to be as worried about that as you do offensive tackle and the interior yeah. part of the defensive line. You can He gives you the luxury to use those earlier picks at those yeah. positions. You know, I also think, uh, too, uh, that that speaking about this draft class, I think it was a pretty good draft class, but don't they always say, you know, the jump from year one to year two, right? right. So I guess we'll know more, but you got to like what what those top three draft picks did on defense, Murphy, Turner, and Battle, right? You got to figure they're going to be 
they're going to be better. And I, I and I thought they were pretty good as rookies. I thought that was a pretty yeah. good top three. Yeah, you know, they, got, hey, they played a lot. They're only going to be better year two because they played and they survived. Do they need to improve? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. But the fact that they played as much as they did and they held up. Remember, yeah. this is a team that finished with a winning record without their starting quarterback. So there's no right. doubt. But look, right. uh, Butch, always great to have you on the show. We got to get going. Um, I look forward to catching up with you real soon. I'll see you in Indy at the upcoming NFL Scouting Combine, okay? That sounds great. I'm glad you made it back from Vegas. I thought they were going to sign you up and you were going to be appearing <laughs> there. With uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad you came back, so I will see you in Indy. It's nice to be back. Uh, yes. He is uh, Jeff Hobson, senior writer for CincinnatiBengals.com, covers the Cincinnati Bengals on the daily. I'm Solomon Wilcox. Thank you for joining us right here on the Believe in Bingo podcast on Valley Sports Ohio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.